welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Bad Boy. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're looking at season three, episode six, The Adventures of Bad Boy and Dirty Girl, in which Frasier and Kate accidentally go public on their recent love affair. I was not expecting that. Actually. That is superb. Um, I was deciding to go with whether I should be Bad Boy or Dirty Girl, and I thought if I, put, if I say Dirty Girl, you're going to rip that little bit of audio and ruin my rest of my life. So. <laughs> well, I'm going to rip the other one as well, don't worry. Um, in this episode, Key, musk oil is spilled during the apex of Fraser and Kate's lust for one another. Are you prone to wearing colognes and or musk? Or aftershaves more generally? I, I tend to wear aftershave, yeah. If I'm not just like around the house, but if I'm going out somewhere nice or going to work, I usually give yourself a spritz. Um, Talk but us through I, some of your, your favourite scents, Kate. Um, I don't really know what they are. People buy them for me at Christmas and they last like the whole year. And you normally someone... get bought the same amount, like just the same classic brand, like Lynx Africa. I, see, I, used, I used to get Lynx Africa and now I don't feel like I'm a man anymore because no one buys it for me oh, anymore. I feel I'll like, buy some this year. I feel like it's gone the other way that people now say, okay, well, he, he'll always get Lynx Africa, so we won't buy it. Now no one gets it for it's me. It's the whole, shall we go to a theme park on bank holiday? No, everyone will be there. So no yeah. one goes. It's yeah. the same exactly. thing, yeah. honestly. But yeah, you do have a little blast every now and then. I the do, yeah. It, I, I just, in a weird way, it makes me feel like more confident because I'm like, mm. I smell good. I'm ready to face the day. I'm <laughs> ready to face the day. I mean, you work in a high-powered, you know, suits environment. It makes sense to me that, you know. I mean, I, I did. And now in lockdown, I work in like a <laughs> pyjamas on the bottom half environment. <laughs> well, there you go. You need the scent even more, even more. Yeah. Um, listeners, please let us know what your uh, your go-to is. Um, shall we took ourselves into Trivia Corner this week? Okay? Let's do it, yeah. Excellent. So we've been sent in at the usual questions by... Let me just check now. We've got Cam Winston. We've got Corey. We've got other peeps. So let's begin. Um, okay, okay. Question numero uno from Ham Winston for you this week, my friend. Fill in the blanks. You're a psychiatrist, Frazier. She's a blank, blank, blank who has no sex life whatsoever. Can't you help her? I think I know this because I, I like the three years when you get the three things. About power it, of three. I think, is it is it a cold, repressed alcoholic? Absolutely spot on. And in that order as well. Okay, well played, well played. Question two, why does Trevor Mulgrew have to sod off? Did he did he try and like slow things down or, or cool things off a little bit? Yeah, like after, yeah, after, after well, what was the, the status of his speed the night before? Um... They were going for it. Right on schedule. <laughs> right on schedule. <laughs> right on schedule. Uh, but yeah, absolutely spot on. That's, uh, that's two out of two. And can you bring it home for Ham Winston's? What tune is playing on the music box? Frasier accidentally triggers in the service elevator. Oh, dear. Um, this is interesting. Um, mm. would, I, would I know it? You will, but I'm struggling to work out how this is a thing i'll uh i'll just i'll explain in a minute i'll explain in a minute. um i'm gonna be honest i can't even remember the tune in my head never mind the name i always it. think of like something like the nutcracker in my head but i mean obviously it wasn't Christmassy. but um i think the nutcracker plays at other times in this show as well i'm just gonna wait waltzing matilda I feel oh. like that's a very classy tune, isn't it? So. That's like, is that an Australian folk ballad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> What's in Matilda? Um, Hamish has got the main theme from Romeo and Juliet. Don't, okay. I'm, I'm just confused as to how Romeo and Juliet um, has a theme because um, it's a play. Would it be like the DiCaprio and Danes movie? 
Clyde Possibly, and but then that that had like contemporary music. Yeah, like Radiohead on the soundtrack and stuff. Um, as, if Romeo and Juliet was made into a opera or something, the main thing because there are you know like um the Apprentice theme tune, dun, 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 yeah. yeah, that that's yeah. called like the March of the Montagues and Capulets, for example. So there is obviously Romeo and Juliet themed music, but I don't know what is it the theme to. Have you ever seen a shake uh, like Shakespeare, but as an opera? No. Yeah, we go. Right. I went to see, um, I think it was, was it Macbeth as an opera. Whoa. Didn't understand it. I, I bear in mind, I was in Macbeth at the time. I would rehearse and get mad and <laughs> understand what was happening. Like, because you get a screen on the side with like subtitles. Oh. And it comes up, hello. But she speaks, she sings for 20 minutes. And you're just kind of like <laughs> scanning, like, when's it going to move? When's it going to change? What's going on here? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't do that. I we went on a school that. trip and the teacher fell asleep. <laughs> in the, in the, during the play, she fell asleep. That is dreadful. Um, I won't be rushing out to see any of that anytime <laughs> soon. Um, yeah, I'll have to just get Hamish if you can, please, my friend. Let us know what main theme for Romeo and Juliet specifically refers to. Um, because I'm I'm not quite sure. Uh, but great questions all the same. And you got well, you got two out of three. Okay, so I'll take, I'll take that. that. I'll take trivia that. from a Hot House Orchid. Next, what kind of car did Niles rear end? Ah, oh, was it like a wretched little domestic car? Absolutely spot yeah. on, man. I mean, I wonder what kind of model this would have been. I used to drive the egg-shaped KA. Perhaps it was something of that caliber. Can know. you imagine? Um, was it? What were the cars that are really, really small? Like you can fit one person in, and that's smart it. Smart car. Smart car. I want to know what Nars is taking a smart car is. I mean, the smart cars always made me laugh because you know, like how a car's designed to have a crumple zone. Yeah. I mean, in the smart car, you are the crumple zone. Your legs <laughs> are the crumple zone. So they're not the most, uh, the safest we, vehicle in the we world. We can see why Will failed in his career as a car salesman. <laughs> this car, you are crumple zone. You yes, are crumple zone. zone. In Soviet Russia, <laughs> crumple zone, don't you? Okay. When they are stuck in the service elevator, how many candles are lit? This is from Niles Crane. Oh, God. Or Niall Crane. I never know which way to say because the S is in brackets. <laughs> Um, I have no idea. Um, I'm amazed there's any candles lit. Oh, did I... they light them to see when the power goes? Yeah, out? when it goes out, I think they must light a couple of candles. Um, I can't imagine they're lighting too many candles mm-hmm. because that just takes a long time, doesn't it? Um, it does take a long time, and you probably I'm would gonna... have stuck in your head if you saw them going all around the elevator. I think I would, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say three, that's like a believable amount to give light. <laughs> But it's not a okay. We've got to stop for ten minutes whilst Fraser lights some candles. <laughs> so I'm going to say three. One candle out, my friend. It was four. Four. Four, four wow. candles are really <laughs> getting the ambiance. Really to, uh... getting like Ronnie Barker's going to sue over this. Four candles. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and... no lister outside the UK is getting that. Going to get that reference. <laughs> Final trivia question from Hamish's lot uh, from Missy Crane. How many times did Fraser have to remind listeners that he was not? The happy chef. Am I right in thinking? We don't hear him say, I think, does he say, like, oh, for the X time, I am not the happy chef. I'm the I think he must do that. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I'm the irritated psychiatrist. Um, so good. It, it can't be just once or twice. It must be enough to annoy us, isn't it? But at the same time, it, it's got to be believable. If your numbers game with the candles has let you down so far, okay, where, uh, where are you going to fall on this question? Um, Okay, I'm, I'm, I don't know why in my head I'm like, for the fifth time, I am not the happy chef. I'm the irritated psychiatrist. You're, one, you're one out. Is it Four six? again? 
<laughs> the curse number, man. I'm serious. I thought it might be four, but then I thought, no, no, you're not going four twice on the try. It'll just look like I'm guessing. It's like the person who's like, you know, doesn't listen to the maths question and goes, is the answer like, <laughs> two? Two? And then decided to go, point four? <laughs> <laughs> it's, have you ever seen Monsters, Inc.? Yes. Yeah, you know, like when Randall's got Moik and he's like, uh, he goes, at that point, the scare floor will be. And he wants you to say, like, empty. And he goes, painted? <laughs> he goes, empty. And all the way he said that. Um, I mean, not to confuse things, there's even more numbers, but all these things normally come in threes. So you've got four twice now, incorrectly. So, Do you think we're maybe going to concede four goals against Spurs tomorrow? I um, think we're going to get hammered tomorrow. I think we're going to get hammered apparent- as well. But yeah, no. Well, we could talk about that at the end, actually, because there's plenty of uh, plenty of things. Right. Uh, do you want me to hit me with your questions, Key, and then I'll see things yes. to a close? So in this episode, we get the name of two of Deirdre's books. I, I think it's Deirdre, isn't it? Because on the sign, it looked like it said Deirdre. But he it seems to... We Deirdre. Deirdre. Americans pronounce that name, Deirdre. Um, oh, that's what was confusing. Because there's like a me. Desperate Housewives character as well with the same thing. And I was God. like, what the hell, man? Come on, it's Deirdre. Did you watch Coronation <laughs> Street? Uh, but yeah. Oh, Ken would be furious. He'd be fuming, um, man. <laughs> okay, so we hear the name of two of Deirdre's books. Uh, what's the titles? The Rose and the Rapier. Yes, the that's Rose one. and the Rapier. Um, <laughs> I feel like Doctor Julius Irving is doing the audiobook of that. He would. I'd listen to that audiobook. <laughs> uh, and the other one, um, uh, does Daphne mention it? Or does she mention it? She mentions it. I think she she talks about her new book, and I think she gives the name of it. It's actually before I think the Rose and the Rapier. Oh man, I don't know. I'm gonna say. Getting hot in it, like <laughs> I think I might have misheard. I think she said like uh, foolish escapades. That rings a big bell. Foolish yeah. escapades. Um, not sure. The Rose and the Rapier sounds like an actual book. Although it's got a bit of a Daniel Steele. I, I feel that's it. like a medieval romance. He's yeah. he's like a Zorro, Zorro type figure. She's in a castle and he has to rescue her. <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd read that. I'd I'm, read that. I'm, oh yeah, it sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, okay, no, question number two. I think I'll be impressed if you get this. I think it's a tough question. Oh God, who was accused of taking a bribe? Oh. Does Martin say this? No, it's, it's, it's actually on the radio just before Frasier cuts in. Oh, it's it's oh my God! It's this is ringing some really dull bell at the back of my head. It's some, I think it might be like a public official or something. Um, I don't know, the mayor of Seattle? Oh, we get an actual name. Is oh, what I'm looking for. man. Oh, can you give me the initials? I love this guy. RG. RG. Yeah, I think that's what they are. I'll double check, but I'm, I, I heard RG. That The name I heard is RG. Randy Ginger. Randy Ginger. <laughs> Kennedy Burling schoolyard chum in the, in the fields of sorry. Randy Ginger. Um, I've got uh, Robert Gill. Robert Gilman. Oh, and who was he? Like some public official or um I, I've got all I've got in my notes is Robert Gill. He was accused of accepting bribes, I think, in regards to a waste management facility. Which is very like the if you've seen the Sopranos, but the like the big running gag is like Italian mob. Their big front is waste management. Um so that's probably like a little reference to that. Um yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Congressman Robert Gill. Oh, there you go. Congressman. Um, yeah. Okay, right. and third and final question. Jeez. Bit of an easier one. I think you'll get don't, this. Don't say that, Kate. Don't say that to me, please. <laughs> Who was the sponsor of radios, uh, Radio Frasier's show this week? Oh, no. Oh, 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> we know because uh, Kate has to apologise to them. Oh, yeah. oh my God. The something pet company. Um, no, they're, they're like... They're, it is a company. I'll give you a company. Cookies. It, there's cookies, yes. Oh man, they're like they're like the wholesome family cookie thing. Yes. Is that it? That's it. Yeah. I've got the wholesome family cookie company. Oh my god! Thank God I got I, that a trivia corner with some I, semblance of respect. I feel that when they sacked Fraser, it would have been like The Simpsons. Like, I don't know if single people eat cookies. Frankly, I don't want to know. <laughs> it's a business we can do without. <laughs> <laughs> um, so not a, a pretty pretty bad show there, Kay, but I'll take my point and I'll run oh, you, with no, it. You got, did you not get the first one as well? Did you not get Foolish Escapade? Or? I got The Rose and the Rapier. I oh, okay. Get. Well, that's one and a half out of three. Okay, I'm 50%. Solid 50%. That's I'll a passing grade. That. Oh, that's a passing grade at the uh, <laughs> University of Key. Um, <laughs> trivia for MK, uh, Sydney Aspasky, and Run For Your Life, who is uh, a new a new entry. Let me tell you, let's, let's just be clear, right? If any of these are a number, the answer's four. I'm going with it, okay? <laughs> I, oh, one of them is. One of them is a... Four. I'm going with four. Okay. Question one from Corey. We hear of two ways that Deirdre, or Deirdre, yeah. tries to lure Martin to her apartment. What are they? I th- are they both to fix things? I think yes. Is one to fix a lamp? Yes. And is it to fix like a suitcase? Is it? Yeah, a like... jammed suitcase lock. Yeah, jammed um, suitcase lock. Very specific. Um, yeah. I, I mean, in what way can you fix a lamp other than just maybe replace the bulb? Um, I don't think Martin's going to be particularly handy getting into the innards of a lamp. Um, uh, yeah, but she just she wants him to work in the dark. That's what it is. Ah, it's yeah. a good point. Good point. <laughs> what was the occupation of the character inspired by Martin in Deirdre's book? Oh, is it um, is it Lorenzo the lovesick lovesick gondolier? God, Lorenzo, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> spawn key gondolier. Um, and to bring it home for Corey's questions, when Fraser found out he was suspended, where did he go? For how long? And what did he do? Okay. He went to one. I feel like I include. I, I think it was the observation deck of the Space Needle. Yeah, even even more specific than I needed. Three hours. Yes. And he looked out the window. Specifically, he suggest he said he describes what he did in like a, a short, snappy. Oh, is it like the um? Oh, oh um, it's like um. It's almost like a bit of a chiasmus, like in terms of like... That's too too smart. I'm going to need that dumbed down. You're an 11. I need you to be at like a four. You know when Kennedy Kennedy was like, ask not what you can do for your country, but what your country can do for you. I thought you meant Kennedy Barling. (laughs) (laughs) You know Kennedy Barling got that great speech? (laughs) It's a bit like that. Um, that's not what Kennedy Berlin can do for you. That's what you can do for Kennedy Berlin. (laughs) Is that your answer? Is that what he did? (laughs) Um... Did he? Oh, was he like he was looking down on a city that was looking down on him? That is was absolutely it? spot on. So I've just spilled tea down my jumper. Um, the really nice jumper that I was just praising before. It was only eight pound, as I said. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully that won't stain. Uh, I can't even see where it landed. We're all good. Uh, looking down on a city, looking down on him. Absolutely spot on, Keith. This has got to be one of your most impressive trivia corners. I don't in... think it is. I've got, I've got at least half of them wrong. Nah, you've got like, you've got the two numbers one wrong, wrong but then you've got like 75 I've got the music one wrong as well. Yeah, that was, mm, that's a tough <laughs> one. So that was, those were tough, but I think you still did a good job there. Uh, 
Okay, where are we now? Okay, trivia for Sydney Ass Basket. In the opening scene, what venue does Nars mention as being closed for remodeling? I do not remember this scene at all. Um, yeah, th- this is just really, really quick flash in the pan mention. Um, oh, is it, it when they're in the Vosa? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Shan came in and she was talking at me during that scene. Damn it, Shan! <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember something about a butt lift uh, with Ross, and I don't remember anything before the butt lift. Mm. Um, Nars is only there for a short moment. I think it's like the, one of his first lines. The the something about like I fancy seeing you here. Fraser says that, and then Nars refers to the place he would have been at. That's closed for remodeling. Um, I should be at well the the um. Oh, I'm trying to think of a funny name. Um, it is a funny name. He's kind of he's taking the piss with his with his answer. Um, I should be a. Bills, Swill and Pill. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. So close, really. It was the the pig and swig. <laughs> so you were like, you honestly, stylistically, you'd gone down the right path. Oh, I, yeah, I feel like That's close. Oh, got it, mate. Got it. <laughs> and finally, trivia from Run for Your Life to bring uh, trivia corner to a close today. How many buttons are missing from Fraser's shirt? <laughs> According to Daphne, when she when she irons the shirt, I don't. Oh, okay, four. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Four. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually four. That is absolutely incredible. Because earlier when you said you were going to say four, I looked at the answer. And I was like, please stick to that. Please, please say four. Um, but that was phenomenal. Thank you, everyone who sent questions in this week. That might be our busiest ever trivia corner. I felt yeah, I like it. So. Yeah. Um, really, really good stuff. Um, can you imagine if I still wrote questions? We'd be here forever. <laughs> I man. feel like I should be writing more for you, but you want to spot a bit more. Like... By all means, you can if you'd like to. Um, <laughs> I struggled I'm getting three this week. I really struggled for trivia this week. Yeah, I know. Herculean effort from everyone there because it was it was tough. Um, but that was a yeah, nearly twenty minutes of trivia corner. So probably a good thing if the review is not going to be that long. Um, shall we jump into the review, Key? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Can you tell me what the animation watch was, please? Was it lightning? I think it was. Is this new? I think it is new. And also, is it lightning with no rain? I just I remember seeing lightning. I don't remember seeing rain. I think there's either the lightning flash or just the rain cloud. I don't think they they ever nether the two shall meet. If you know what I mean. Um, I feel like yeah, but I feel like this was new, so got pretty excited for the first time. Key. Um, in fact. Um, I did this really late last night. It was like half eleven. Um, at night. But we're back in Navosa for the first time, I think, yes. since Agents in America. The coffee count, I only noticed Niles drinking one. Did you clock that right Roz, Kate, or Frazier had one in the end? I feel like Niles Kate leaves. And Roz definitely don't. Yeah, Roz, sure not, don't. Niles leaves and he leaves his coffee on the table. And then I think, I have a feeling that's it. If it's just the one, right. that I think brings us to 58 total. Wow. Um, um, I think. I think you're right. And just looking at um, KACL, that would suggest you're right as well because it refers to Niles being served his coffee and Niles having a drink, but it doesn't say anything about Frasier. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so. it, I had to go back and I had to go back and listen to the Agents in America episode and, f- and pinpoint where we mentioned the coffee count because I'd, I'd lost the notes for that one episode with the count on it. Um, it's a nightmare. Um, I need to think of a better way of doing this, but either way... We're at 58 for the for the total. It's probably give or take one or two, but 
that's where we are. Um, Niles having sugar in his coffee, does that ever surprise you? I, I kind of only really just noticed that they, they both, I think, enjoy sugar in their coffee. They It's quite health conscious. It seems like a bit of a a, a, a voice to them. Yeah, I feel like with, with, whilst they're quite health conscious, I think when it comes to coffee, cards are off the table. Um, they, they do order the, right, the no right. pity special and stuff. Yeah, and they've got... Um, Oh, oh, it's called. Yeah, I can't I can't recite all the different things they have in their coffee, but like all the foam and all the shavings and all this sort of thing. So I feel like that's probably and all I mean they're kind of health conscious, but you know, they drink a lot as well. They're they not, do and they eat a lot of greasy, buttery French food. So yeah. maybe they're not that health conscious. <laughs> they play squash every now and then. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think maybe coffee's the one place they kind of let loose and you know. They, they go kick their shoes off kick their little. shoes off kick off their Bruno Marlis um, <laughs> brilliant line delivery from Nas here and he's like you had sex with her didn't you the way he says that you're going to stir his coffee <laughs> and then when it's like uh, she, she has her, her bed folds out or she has a fold out bed apart. no we did it on the desk her desk folds <laughs> out <laughs> <laughs> Such an unintentionally hilarious line. I just think that's so spot on. Um, but yeah, I just I just love this. I love this interaction here. And then obviously Kate comes in and Niles has to leave. Can you tell us why he has to leave? Oh, he's got uh, multiple personalities. But if he's like, it's okay, he can just talk to himself. I feel like he's made this one before. It's it, with the name tag one. Yeah. I, it takes me forever to fill out the name tags. I've yeah. It's, I mean, they've gone a little bit quiet on this gag recently of his therapy sessions and yeah but it, this one i think doesn't quite live up to the ones we've had previous i think it's not as funny as the, the ones we've had previously for it's me it's not as like fleshed out and i wonder if they're kind of they were dubious about fleshing out too much thinking you know we, we've gone pretty hard on these gags in the past let's just do a smaller one hey i don't know um because it doesn't yeah you're right it doesn't quite hit the same beats um we learned that floyd the happy chef is in rehab what do you reckon he was in for if we could speculate i mean when, where is this uh, dangerous territory should we maybe not do this <laughs> at first thought i was i was thinking that floyd likes the drink um i mean Good there night. was that that chef on um years ago i don't know his name but he used to like have a glass of wine constantly in his hand when he was doing his, his chef i feel programs. like you're every chef um, I, I feel like know, every uh, cooking program I've ever watched. It was it was like the eighties because my mom went, yeah, he was always absolutely plastered by the end of the program, and he was like staggering around the kitchen doing his bacon. Oh my! Um, but I don't know his name or anything, which is probably good because I'm just I'm saying that he's plastered on air. But uh, so um, that's just reminding me of a Vine. Remember Vine, the, the the app that went redundant. Do you ever remember Vine? I remember hearing of Vine. It was back. Well, I I never had it either. But it was basically like the precursor of the TikTok. The idea was you make six seconds clips like they could only be six seconds long so people reinvented with them um but someone had just like made a, like a compilation of you know marco pierre white the chef not notoriously angry was like gordon ramsay's mentor yeah um, i'm not I've, I've been to the restaurant nice yeah. no not not so good not great bit overrated <laughs> Yeah, for me, it's a nice view. Um, it always seems like it's overrated. But yeah, it wasn't for me. But I'm, I, I'm not cultured enough to appreciate nice things. <laughs> That's I, not true. Man. Everyone That's else not... is like five star restaurants. I'm, yeah, but McDonald's is just down the corner. And they are. <laughs> McDonald's is delicious. Um, <laughs> and yeah, this Vine series is like Marco Pierre White, and it was just basically everything he cooks, he put olive oil into it. So yeah. it was just like once you start hearing it, you can't stop. So he's like, okay, and a little bit of olive oil, and then it will just cut to like, okay, get your eggs a little bit of olive oil. Like every, everything was just him reaching for the olive oil. And, to, and literally, I don't know how his veins were kind of carrying blood by the time he died, his career comes to an end because 
It's the man loves olive oil. Um, I think this is mentioned now in one of the listener mails, so we'll probably get there. I think it might have been Corey. Chili dogs are mentioned again, two episodes in a row now. Bruce with the chili dogs on his breath, and now when they're back at the apartment, I should say, before we, we, we probably go back to Kate's talk, but he has chili dogs on his shoe. Yeah, weird, weird little throwback. The, weird throwback. You know, like, why would they let your chili dogs two episodes in a row? Um, but I, sh- I should say, I've skipped Kate in in the voices. Any kind of notes you made at this point when she comes to confront Fraser about their tryst? Not. To, I mean, I generally didn't make too many notes this this episode. Like, just yeah. I mean, no, I don't really have that much to say about. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I just I, I was conscious I was skipping over it a little bit, but I mean, we kind of have to do that in certain bits with episodes, otherwise we'd be here forever. Yeah, I think that the thing is, I don't, I don't, I don't know why, but I'm just not that invested in the fact that I've had this tryst, and it's not that big a deal for me. And as twenty, and I have a huge issue with the fact that I, mean, I don't know if I should say it now. I'll wait till we get to it. Should I um, I'll say it now? Because we, we kind of. I have of a huge issue with the fact that all these people they hear her Kate's voice on the air. Like, tell us who Dirty Girl is. Yeah, you what? You know it's a co-worker. And you know what she sounds like, so yeah, you can hear her going like, "Stop talking!" Like it's you know, <laughs> it's just it, even whispering. It's clear it's her intonation. So, um, yeah, we'll obviously we'll get to that. Back in the apartment, Martin mentions a dirty poem about meadowlarks. Who 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 wrote this? Was it Deirdre Savage or someone else? Um, can you remember I... this? He, he makes a reference to a uh, dirty poem about meadowlarks. Yeah, she's um she's reading a dirty poem about meadowlarks. Um. According to KACL. Oh, have they, put, have they put Meadow Walks on KACL. They put Meadow Walks. I'm fairly certain he says Meadow Lark. As in the a, bird. This is like the third little thing on this this transcript of KACL for this week that, that I think is slightly flagged. wrong. Actually, there's a few mm. different, or at least I, I could be hearing it differently. To be fair, but um, there's, yeah, a, there's I, a couple, so I'm I'm happy to go with with your. Well, it could definitely be either Meadow Meadow Lark. Probably makes slightly more sense because I feel like it's a bird that's often elegized in poetry i'm just trying to think how a dirty poem about a bird would go i mean where do you even start there <laughs> sounds, mean... her- sounds horrendous um i don't i don't think you can make too much out of a bird to be honest um deirdre then turns up at the apartment like speak of the devil um randy is a stoat as i have put here she's clearly just really really thirsty for martin here what do you make of old deirdre savage i mean she's the love interest we all needed but never got really isn't she? <laughs> we all <laughs> Um, she's like a mini kind of Gertrude Moon, like yeah, yeah, already se- setting the seeds for like this kind of dowdy old woman chasing Martin. Yeah, um, but I mean, she might, you know, he might have a bit of fun with her. I mean, she's clearly she's game. Of, yeah, she's she's got enough time in her hands that she's writing all these she's romance DTF. novels. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if his hip could take it, but I'm sure that he'd, he'd be up for she does, she does look like she might pulverise it. I don't know. <laughs> the amount of energy she's got stored up over there. What's the word? Deliberately sabotaging all of her suitcases and things to get Martin over there. She's used I'm, a lot of energy to do I'm that. I'm thinking that she she must be a fairly decent seller of books. Like She's got like a big poster and stuff, and, and she's living in that apartment. Where's the big that, poster? In the um, service elevator, you've got the whole... The, well, it's like a poster sort of canvas where it's like... Oh, Savage. Was oh was that was that one of hers? Yeah, I'm sure it was. I didn't it was even like, know. I thought it was like a cla- just a classic film poster. Oh no, I think, um, I'm sure it said Deirdre 
that, well, that makes complete sense. That's so I was trying cool. to work out if that was Deirdre or Deirdre, and I was looking at it, and going, no, I'm pretty sure that's Deirdre. Yeah, Deirdre. <laughs> that's so that's such a good little throwback then. Because obviously yeah. you, you don't have posters for books unless you're like James Patterson or something. So maybe one of her books has been turned to a film. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder, I was that... it like the French or something for the Rose and the Rapier? I'm trying to think what the language might have been. It might have been like a foreign title. I think it was the Rose and the Rapier, mm. I think. But I, I could be wrong. It could have been Lorenzo the gondolier grabbing Lorenzo. that woman on the poster. Gondolier, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, I've now kind of, I think after this apartment scene, we, we go back to KSEL. Not a lot happens, I think, when Deirdre turns up. Like Martin kind of ushers her out. Well, yeah. Frazier drops him in it, um, and he kind of gets stolen by her. Yeah, Frazier absolutely drops him in it. Like, oh, not cool. you know, I'm, I'm feeling a happy chef tonight. What? Frazier, mate, what are you doing? Help mate? your dad out here. He's clearly not. Not down for this. Yeah. He's, he's scared. He's scared at, of Deirdre. At the very least, just even if you know you're you're gonna say I'm out, at least make up an excuse that someone else is coming around or something's got to do something. You know. Yeah. Fraser. I, I, I think Martin. Him. He can't mind owes to get one back on Fraser after this. To be honest, I'd be well chased off. So back at KCL, Fraser has to remind people for four times that he's not yeah. the happy chef. Polly's mm. look, lacking a certain spice. Um, I mean, she's like an apple tart, <laughs> and if she starts belly dancing when she does it, that might help. I mean... <laughs> um, how, how are you on apple tarts, apple pies, those kinds of classics? Obviously, apple pie being a big American staple to our listeners. I don't think I've ever had apple tart or apple pie. You're... <laughs> How about like, apple crumble? Kaylan, what have you been doing? <laughs> I'm not what? a big fan of apples. And uh, if you can have a pie, fair. I'm not going to ruin it by putting I much apple prefer it. apple in puddings of, of pie varieties than I do just to eat one, I think. No, uh, if I'm going to have pie, it's going to be like chicken and bacon or something uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, like, if, I, if I'm going to have a, a savoury pie. pie. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand the concept of like a pie for dessert. I don't get it. They can be really good. Um, and I think this is one thing Americans have just got down pat, like cherry pie. I mean, if you watch Twin Peaks, but cherry pie is like the thing Dale Cooper eats all the time. I've never craved a food more than, than cherry pie. Um, a lot of Bakewell, you've had a lot of Bakewell tart, Bakewell pie, anything of that variety. I've had like the mini, the Bakewell with a little cherry on top. Yeah, do you like them? They're okay. Because that's like, I love that that flavour that the almonds and the marzipan stuff. I like, do mm. like, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't realise I liked almonds until someone explained to me that almonds are in marzipan. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I do like almonds. They are, they are good, aren't they? They're, they're weird. Um, I like a cheeky Battenberg. That's what mm, I like. I remember reading somewhere, if you have loads of almonds and mushrooms together, you can like die of like poisoning. Isn't there like, is it cyanide in almonds? I think, or, or I think something it is, like yeah. Like or arsenic, eat, maybe. Or If you eat too many of them with like a combination of mushrooms and things, you literally can die. Um, It's just living on the edge. like It's part of the rush of enjoying a bake. What what are you doing this Friday night? I've got some almonds and some mushrooms. See how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) See you on the other side. (laughs) Make the magic mushrooms for the ultimate trip. There you go. Um, So can you believe that Kate and Frazier would risk this in the booth? I know they're both horny as hell. Um, That booth is like prime center of, of KACL. It has three different entrances. Um, it's got panoramic windows, which they only shut the blinds of one. Um, would they risk this? No. It's just not <laughs> believable to like. It's not at all believable. And it's not at all believable. At least, I didn't buy it last week either, but at least last week, they were getting a bit aggressive week with each other and like mm. the, the emotions are building, the heart was racing. You can kind of understand why in that situation... 
it would become a bit more sexual and you'd end up kissing, right? Because emotions are flying and, you know, going high and all that. Here, it's just him going, I felt like a bad boy. I felt like a daddy girl. And just repeating to each other, and that's apparently doing it for them. (laughs) That's really... This scene is hard to watch, man. I, I... I feel like I'd, I'd just take it up. I'd, I'd go too far with it. I'd be like, "Well, you're a, a you're a mucky pup, aren't you?" <laughs> oh god, I can't stop sneezing. <laughs> you're a mucky pup. I think I think I'd just end up like speaking to like a grandchild. Oh, look at you, you mucky pup. Like, I, don't, I don't think I'd be able to do it. It is. It's horrible. It's horrible. Um, it's just I don't know how listeners take this scene. Whether you find it funny, whether you find it sexy. I mean, I just yeah, I. I struggle to get through this. I was cringing pretty hard. I think yeah. it's meant to be cringy. Um, yeah, but it, the thing is, it tarnishes every memory I have of Kate. It, Whenever it, I think of Kate Costas, I think Dirty Girl. The way um, she like looks and says her line delivery as well, like she really gets into it in a way that's unforgettable. Um, <laughs> not necessarily for the. Is best. that unforgettable or unforgivable? Um, <laughs> maybe both. <laughs> maybe I said both really fast. Um, I love like you know, Niles crashing the airbag into some wretched little domestic car as he kind yeah. of listens on in horror. Stop talking! And the airbag going off. Um, I, mean, I kind of forgot that happened. I, I find it weird that Martin and Daphne aren't more, like, shocked or uncomfortable. By I, it. Like, we this don't is a see, point I have for the whole episode, to be we honest. We don't see much of them. But in the next scene, um, Fred, Martin is like, oh, I, I've tuned into your show and you were not. Well, one, I think we can all guess why he wasn't on air. Okay? He's looking he had to sex on it. <laughs> yeah. and, and two, I don't think I'd bring that up with my kid. I think that you'd tiptoe around the subject a little bit. Yeah. Hey, I, I, hey yeah. son, I heard you have sex with your boss. I, know. <laughs> I don't think that comes up on a general, just a... Just not on a Tuesday night, anyway. You know, that's a Friday <laughs> night conversation. I mean, why is Niles listening to KACL that late at night as well? Frasier's not on at that time. I mean, does he just tune in? I, just don't, I don't get the impression he listens to Frasier's show, let alone well, He loves the happy chef, though. Maybe that's what he's trying to listen for. He, he needs to know how to get that spice in his apple tart. Honestly, his strudels have just been really lacking <laughs> a certain je ne sais quoi for so long. Um, so, I mean, my next bullet point is you've just basically said how on earth does he keep his job in this situation and why are people not surprised like ros and bulldog that he has kept his job i mean later i've got about six bullet points later kate does say well the owners wanted you fired mm. um so at least there's that tiny bit of coloring context to to, to you know throw me a bone here but i just think the whole every the way everyone reacts to this it is just yeah. like this would be mortifying if i was frazier i'd be suicidal if something this embarrassing had happened to me in front of thousands of listeners i'd i'd literally want to go into a hole and never come i wouldn't be able to face my friends i wouldn't be able to face my family i'd be mortified it's shocking man it's awful like it's it's, it's the equivalent of like modern day you know like a sensitive image being uploaded to social media or something and everyone seeing it like and you know people people do awful things based on how they react to that. So it's just like, yeah, this is heavy for me. Yeah, I think, oh yeah, I just and and it, I mean, it'd be one thing if it was just your mates and your family. It'd be embarrassing in that situation. I'd still be mortified. But the fact that it's, I mean, he's on about what five hundred thousand people listen to his show. It just, I, I yeah, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd, I'd quit. I don't. I won't be able to face people. And and yet for him, this is nothing. He's he's annoyed. He's getting a week off. <laughs> yeah, Frasier, this doesn't suit Frasier's personality for me. Frasier's a bit like me. He's 
a warrior. He's an overthinker, an overanalyzer. This just like wore off a duck's back to him. There is no way he should be this calm. He should be really concerned and scared. And the fact that 500,000 people now know exactly what he sounds like as he climaxes. I mean, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I just, I've got so, so many problems with this. One, that Bulldog and and Roz have recognised that it's a co-worker. This isn't just some random woman off the street. They've recognised it's a co-worker. I wonder where, yeah, how they but, get to that. But not Kate. Mm. Why would no they sense. assume it was a co-worker? It could, it could have been a date that met him at the KSCL or something. Two, um, Kate is acting obviously weird. Like, the way she goes, yes, I, I can see how you might feel that way. Yeah. You'd think it's weird that your boss is not ripping you a new one for this. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of dramatic right. irony here that they should be picking up on in the yeah. booth with them that they don't. Because Thirdly, the fact that the owners wanted him fired, but in the end, one week suspension is what she managed to talk him down to. Yeah. I mean, you would be in front of a disciplinary panel. You'd be getting a, a severe telling off. I, tell I, ju- I just think Frazier's listening kind of habits, and not listening habits, he's like demographic, which just nosedive at this point because presumably a lot of people that listen to him are like sensitive, conservative, you know, older generations. Not like young people think, oh, that was awesome, mate. You know, you get way to go to stick it to the man um, or woman in this case. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just. You know, like when he says, I find that a bit harsh um, to, to Kate. And she, now I'm like, no, it's not harsh. It's not, mate. You are incredibly lucky. To you be should be it. fired for this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's problematic. I'm, I'd love to know what listeners' take is on this. Um, was you going to say something? I was going to say, like, it's one thing, as uh, you know, in, in the fact that he's in the light of a celebrity, it was one, it'd be one thing if he did this in private and he got leaked, but he did it at work. At work. I'm like, no. mate, what are you. No, he's. It, it, it really this episode really falls out in quite a few places where that is the biggest work. one of all. Yeah. <laughs> you shouting at work is going to be the kind of soundbite for this episode. I just, yeah, that's that I've got nothing else to say. Um, we're back in the apartment now. Martin hiding in the dark. I don't mind telling you, I haven't been that scared since Korea. Great line, I think. I think really one person line. who probably did like, I think Deirdre probably quite liked that episode. She's she's now tuning in every week. She's like, man, if that's what his son can do, like maybe the <laughs> apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Um, <laughs> so who knows? Um, Frasier goes to the Space Needle, of course, as, as Corey asked. How many times do you think he actually visits this in the course of the show? Obviously, he goes there in the 1000th show. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit touristy for Frey. You reckon he, he goes there much? I don't think he goes there much. I think it's one of those things that if you live in Seattle, you'd, you, it wouldn't, it would just be like, oh yeah, the tourists are all there. It's a tourist area. It's really busy, mm-hmm. and you'd probably steer clear of it and you wouldn't go you'd go when someone visits it's one of those things i think yeah you take them there but you wouldn't kind of make a habit of going on your own yeah because it's probably a bit overpriced um i mean i i don't i'm sure you've looked into it before it's quite expensive i think yeah because they had that we talked about that restaurant didn't we and the the, the rotating things yeah even though that would be high class i wonder if that would be too touristy for nars and fraser you know the space needle restaurant i don't know i think they yeah i think it would but i think they like somewhere for them it's about exclusivity and the fact that they can go and other people can't go Mm. and i think something like the space needle which inherently is a a tourist site appeals to everyone everyone is welcome come give us your money um they would not like that because they want it to be only they can get in i think that exclusivity lies just reminded me of the les Ferrero row and martin's like why don't I just put some snipers outside and shoot people <laughs> they're trying to get in <laughs> niles expects fraser to pay for his damage to his car 
this is moronic. How can he possibly expect Fraser to foot the bill here? I, I'd listen to you have sex, brother. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I just think I know Niles. Obviously, it's unfortunate, but I'm afraid Niles. It was your own careless driving. So I've got no sympathy for Niles here. Yeah, I mean, you, why was he looking at the? Why when something shocking happens, he looks down at the radio? What? What? You no. don't look at the radio, do you? Um, like, there's nothing to see. Um, so yeah, that's a bit silly. Um, what Niall's monologue now is probably one of my favourite lines in the whole show. It's been no picnic for those of us who share your name. Um, Maris has added an accent aigu to the ENR surname, <laughs> so a stationary reads from the desk of Maris Crone. Um, it, it's got a very keeping up appearance, his little vibe. This bit, really it? just right. the whole thing is so kind of high class, high society. Um, it's just brilliant. It's such a. It is a line and a joke you could only imagine being in this show like that that would just not wash in any sitcom from the 90s um other than this and possibly keeping up appearances um brilliant so so good and then we have like them kind of leaving when kate comes and eddie calling daphne calling eddie a bad boy um that's just a really good i really like that call back there um and kind of yes kate arrives what do you make of kate's interaction here in the apartment and this whole kind of unfolding of the fact she's kept him his job. Yeah, but again, it's just, I don't buy into it because I don't, I'm like, Fraser's indignation about all this. Like, I, yeah, I get that you'd be a bit annoyed that... The double it, standard. It, yeah, that it's on you and not on her. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, mate, you've gotten off very lightly. And it's quite obvious she's pulled strings to get him off. Like, she's not, she, you know, as a boss, you would assume she should be doing far worse and just very nicely telling you you're suspended for a week and I understand that you'll be like, she's very nice about it. Okay. So being very nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm being very nice. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a weird one. I, re- I, I really don't understand that there is now this incredible attraction between them, that they can't be in the same room together for more than 30 seconds without just wanting to tear each other's clothes off. When mm. two weeks ago they'd been together for weeks on end and nothing had happened. Yeah, but that was because before he called her a shrew in that high voice, mate. You know, <laughs> that's what that, does it for everyone. That's isn't the it? great catalyst shrew. for all sexual uh, encounters. Shrew! <laughs> uh, and but weirdly, that's only one degree separated from his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're pretty close. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she says the owners want you fired. I kind of wondered to myself how she talked them out of that. Um, they now leave and go on the service elevator. Right, about this. The service elevator. Ten seconds ago, they couldn't be in the same apartment as each other because they were going to rip each other's clothes off. Now She's leaving. She could have just got it on her own. Why, why, why he is he in the elevator with her? Does he say? Is that is that contextualised? Nope. He just um, They just walk up and the moving got man goes, um, no, you guys go ahead. And they both just get in the elevator. That, what? what? There's no context on why he gets in the elevator because that's so moronic. If he, not... he says, oh, let me walk you to the service elevator and see you out. But then right. they both just get in it. That's really... Okay, I've got another thing about this this elevator. <laughs> um, the guy lets them get on the elevator. Yeah. Okay, the guy. 10 seconds later, he shouts down to them. Oh, yeah, sorry, it's broke. It did the same thing this morning. Like, you didn't <laughs> think to tell them that 10 seconds ago. Um, also, this guy's moving this woman's stuff, right? 
Yeah. Is he not like at all? Like, I feel that there should be a little bit more caretaking rather than just letting two random people just like, yep, yeah, you you keep an eye on it all for us. Yeah, um, don't, just don't nick anything. <laughs> try not to nick anything. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, this is nuts. Just that line, like, you know, why the F didn't you tell me before we got on the elevator? Um, it looks very kind of Maris Mansion esque in the elevator, very gothic. Um, yeah. You know, the idea that the music is making them horny from that music box is hilarious to me. Like, <laughs> what? No one hears like really kind of schmaltzy music and, box uh, sounds and, and thinks, hmm. And even that musk oil. Mm. I mean, looking at Deirdre, I'm imagining that's like an old lady smell. Yeah, like wood spice or something. Yeah, I'm not thinking like, let's get it on. I'm thinking Sunday dinner <laughs> with the family. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, it would smell like every kind of social club from the 60s or something, <laughs> like cigarette smoke and carpets filled with beer. Um, and then, yeah, like probably my favourite line from this episode, actually, it comes from Kate and it's to do with the musk oil. It's like, uh, it, it, it would really help me if you just did something around that musk oil. <laughs> <laughs> the way she says that, as if it's like overcoming like her all of her senses. Um, that was really funny to me. But yeah, gen- genuinely, you know, not not a great not a great scene in terms of believability here. All the shit that's happening, but the musk oil saves it. I'd have to say. Yeah, and it's it's like I don't. I'm not a fan of. This. I think we can all work. Out. I'm a huge fan of this episode. I mean, we're not when, a fat lot to talk to talk about, really. I mean, when we're she's giving it our best shot. She's there going, look at me, I'm all dirty. And just you, why would you say it? You know the situation. You know what's going to happen, Kate. <laughs> um, apparently, the um, the the cover it is a large poster of the cover of a romance novel featuring a muscular, semi-naked hero embracing a voluptuous, semi-naked heroine. Above the lovers, a lurid title reads "Surrender to Bliss," and below the name, below them is the name Deirdre Sauvage. Surrender to Bliss. There you go. So, wow. but she, but she says, so that must be a book before the Rose and the Rabia. That, that must be a third book then. Um, ah. We actually got one out of three. Well, not one out of two. <laughs> no, <not> a th- <laughs> um, I mean, they succumb to one another once again at this point. We've said because they realised the elevator could. To crash and they'd be kicking themselves all the way down for all of two or three seconds yeah um i was actually thinking about this while i was listening to this episode do you remember that kind of classic myth about if you jump in the, if an elevator is falling and you jump just before it hits the bottom would yeah. you would you take any damage do you ever think about this like i you know didn't but now is? i'm not gonna be able to stop thinking about it um have you ever heard that before so like if it's falling and imagine if you yeah. jumped right as it hits the bottom do you yeah. think you'd get hurt or you'd be okay it's not like a trick question i'm just trying to it's, i think you'd probably on. still get hurt mm. well basically yeah like it's theory of relativity so your body would still be traveling at 40 mile an hour whatever it was falling at so yeah. obviously you jump and then you're going to come back down at the same speed yeah. um so yeah i think they did it on Mythbusters or something um I always think about that when I'm in an elevator. It's just a nice, healthy thought. I, just, I, I find it weird. The doors open again. Like, suddenly everything comes back on. It's yeah, fine. They, they've cleaned up as if they've been yeah. offered a $700 tip of Joe's men. I mean, so, <laughs> so fast. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely like looking really professional, really smart. And then she just walks off and he stands there and just says bye. And that, 
you didn't need to get in the lift, mate. Why why couldn't you do that upstairs? It's so such a good and point. I even, did not even, even notice the fact he shouldn't have been in the lift. The point about the service elevator, I don't understand that because they, they go that way because they're like, oh, well, the news crew is downstairs. We need to put she must have come past the news crew to come upstairs. And they don't know who she is. They don't care. Damn, there's so many things going on here that aren't <laughs> like, explained. I, I feel in the 90s at a radio station, they're not looking. Oh, that actually, I think that I think she works in his estate. Like she they don't know who Kate Costas is. I guess they know where Frasier lives and they're trying to see any women visiting him. Um, it, it could have been it, she could have been going to any and yeah. anyway, they saw her come in. The fact that they saw her come in and didn't see her leave, that looks even worse. Or if they see her leaving accompanied by Frasier, it kind of <laughs> makes it pretty damning. Um, yeah, maybe we're kind of not drawing the parallels we should be drawing here. I'd be very interested to see if anyone can kind of correct us on this listening. But it, it seems like there's a few minor plot holes here. Minor, um, yeah. I mean, we, we, our thoughts on Kate are pretty clear. Um, I think we've we, I've had fun reviewing this episode, but it's uh, it's not in my top ten. It's my uh, <laughs> my next question to you, Kate. Is it in your top ten? I think it's fair to say it's not in my top ten. It's not in your top ten. Um, I also should say the post credit scenes: Martin and Eddie braving the elevator with Deirdre on the prowl, and lo and behold, there she is. Why hasn't Deirdre left? Wait, all your stuff's in the lift. Where are you doing? Deirdre, <laughs> what are you leave. Doing, leave. God, Deirdre. <laughs> God, okay. This best is why no one sits with you in the park, Deirdre, okay? <laughs> God, just go. Um, best actor pick, Kay, who have you gone for this week? I genuinely, so I'm going to, it's going to be a gut instinct call because I didn't like anyone. <laughs> it's not, it's not a great, it's, great way. Yeah. I, the thing is, the only people who are in it enough, I think, that can even be considered are Kate and Frazier because I like Martin's lines, but even then, for me, I wouldn't say there's anything that's particularly memorable about anything Martin does. And I don't care about the Deirdre um, side plot at all, to be honest. It doesn't... I, I, I complete, if, if we watch this again in a month's time, I'll have forgotten the Deirdre side plot. I'll be honest, I completely forgot it was even a plot point in this episode. Um, yeah. That's how kind of, yeah, thin the plot is in this episode. Yeah. Um, um, like Genuinely, really very little happens in this episode like not there's not much going on at all it's um, and you know i know sometimes you go oh this is a funny episode this is more of a sweet i don't think this is really either it doesn't i don't nothing, mm. nothing i don't really like happens. to be too negative because it, i feel like it kills the vibe we've established on the podcast but i think people would probably <laughs> be with us in saying this isn't particularly setting the world alight this, it, uh, it's this not episode. i, I I think I've said so far a couple of times is I, I came into Kate episodes thinking they'd be worse than they are. Mm. And I think that what it is, is that it's this one and the one in a few episodes time where she's quite prominent in it again. I find them quite bad and they tarnish every episode of Kate in it for me because... Mm. Oh, I, she, just, I think she's only in one more episode, isn't she? It's the one where she yeah, leaves it's, and it's, it's handled like. very badly. It's, yeah, I don't um, rate it at all. Mm. Um, but in terms of best actor pick... I'm going to give it to Frasier. Just, I don't think I've got many other options, to be honest. So I'm going to give it to Frasier. I am also giving it to Frasier. So if you could possibly add my number to your tally there. Same reasons, really. Um, not, a, not, a, not a whole lot to, to, to add to that. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, like a great point, I think, in kind of comparing this to previous episodes of this season. In an episode like Martin Does It His Way, I'm thinking, 
how have they managed to squeeze all this into one episode? There's just so much happening here. There's so much like great development. It's really interesting. In an episode like this, I'm thinking, how did they drag this out for 22 minutes? Like, how did they make this plot fit the the mold? Because it feels like there's nothing here. At, at one stage, I was like looking, going, okay, when's the episode really going to get going? And I looked at my watch, and I was I was 14 minutes into it. Yeah, it, it's it's like, oh okay. <laughs> you know that that kind of KSCL booth moment, the tryst is the. Yeah. you know the the kind of linchpin to the episode but yeah it's uh i mean if people love this episode i'd be more interested to hear from them because I'd, i like I'd, hearing why people like it and stuff yeah I'm, i'd be very happy for someone to try and challenge my views on this Big episode time, and explain yeah. explain to me why i'm wrong because i because we are not the authority of course I, yeah and i never want to dislike an episode if you Same. can make me change my mind that's fantastic because i want to like every episode um it's just that for me i yeah, I'd, if I'm doing a run through, I watch it because I don't like skipping episodes. But yeah, it, it would be a sort of get through it rather than a necessarily like, oh, this is a good one. I, if I was trying to entice someone to Frasier, this wouldn't be my starting point. No, I mean, compared to some episodes down the line that I would say, in fact, there's one coming up very soon um, that I don't really like. I think we're going to have fun reviewing it because I haven't seen it in a while. Um, oh, I think I know. The, the it Friend. Makes, <laughs> it makes me quite uncomfortable, actually. Yeah. Like, um, it's, yeah. But, like, compared to episodes like that, this is just very kind of in, inoffensive, middle of the road. Um, but then in many ways, you know, in, in all great art, people say, well, there's nothing worse than middle of the road, inoffensive art. You either want to hate it or love it, like, you know, make it feel something. Um, like the... the the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. That's sort of thing. People don't care Oscar enough to Wilde. have an opinion. There we mm, go. See, I can do a little bit of culture every now and again. You should have said Bernard Shaw, so I could have corrected you. Like Kate corrects Frasier <laughs> in, uh, in the part. Um, didn't you? It was Oscar Wilde. Don't you read a book at Harvard? Um, Kennedy Burlingke, what do you make of this episode? And is he a fan of wearing musk? Honestly, right? I have you ever seen Fred Astaire in? Uh, I think it might be like Holiday Inn when he gets some firecrackers and he's tap dancing. He's throwing firecrackers on. The oh, floor I think I may have may have briefly seen it. I feel Kennedy Burling is doing that with bottles of musk oil just chucking <laughs> it at his feet the women are going crazy like, the pheromones are heavy in the air yeah. <laughs> he's got them right where he wants them and, and i think kennedy always rides the service elevator i don't he i don't know why. On a normal elevator he's, he's, no he's, he doesn't travel with the, the riffraff there's no, always no. press where he lives so he it's just force of necessity um thank you key no further explanations needed all that remains before we jump to the mailbag is whose crane is it anyway I've got one line for you. Well, no, sorry, one word uh, for you this episode, and it's. Mm, I. Think... I mean, is that the word? That's not the line. I was really confused. I. Uh, oh no, I'm gonna have to change it because it was one from one of the questions earlier, so you'd get it. It was repressed. Um, oh, okay. So, so it's you'd, you'd, yeah, so you'd have got that immense uh, immediately. I think it said immediately. Immediately. I think instantly and immediately. Um, okay, bear with me. Okay, who uses the phrase little kiss? Oh, little kiss. Could be an easy one, I don't know. See, I thought I, I thought I had it straight away, and I don't think I do. Because what did I you thought, say? My instinct said Roz when she goes, oh, I guess you guys kissed and made up. But I don't think she says little kiss. I think, she, I think it's kissed and made up. So I don't think it's Roz. A little kiss. Maybe... I don't know, could Deirdre have said, oh, I'll give you a little kiss or something like that? Um, okay, let's try and rule people out. Okay, so I don't think it's Roz. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think it is Niles. I think we can rule them out. Can rule out Bulldog. Bulldog, nothing's little about. Well, Bulldog is little, but not a little about his kisses. <laughs> um, so they're out. So, okay. So Kate, Daphne, Martin, Frazier, or Deirdre. Martin, I can't see him saying a little kiss because if he's talking about a kiss, he's talking about um, probably talking about Deirdre, I think. So I don't think he'd talk about it being little because he'd overstate it. Daphne doesn't say much at all. And I don't remember talking about kiss. So I don't think it's Daphne. That would leave. Kate, Frasier, and and Deirdre. Frasier and Kate, I don't think they'd say a little kiss. Um, maybe one of them could have said, oh, yeah, we'll just have a little kiss. But who, who refers to it? I don't think you'd do that, would you? You wouldn't say always oh, a little kiss. I just, okay, I am going to say Deirdre says, um, Deirdre says something about a little kiss to Martin. It was Niles. Oh, Niles! That might have been your longest ever deliberation. Was... Oh, uh, God. So he says... You're talking about the little kiss you two shared. It hardly constitutes a dilemma. Not as if you plunged into a tawdry office affair. I really overcomplicated that. Oh, there's no... <laughs> you, you were thinking in good in good ways. Um, I've got a quick little trivia question for you that I've just quickly done via KSCL. How many times do you think the two words together, bad boy, are used or mentioned in this episode? I thought this would be a trivia question. I thought mm. someone would say, like, how many times do we hear dirty girl mentioned? Yeah, so bad boy, how many times? I'm just going to count again. I mean, when they're in the booth, they've got to say it four, five... Maybe I'm going to say four times in the booth and we hear it once with Eddie. And I think they, Ros and Bulldog probably say it at least once or twice, like, oh, hello, you bad boy, when they're taking the mick out of Frasier. So that would put us in around seven. I'm going to say seven. Spot on, gamer. Yeah, I think four times when they're going back and forth. He says it twice when he's on air having sex. Like, I am a bad boy. And then finally with Daphne um, to make it seven. Um, I don't think Ros or... Ros and Bulldog don't say. I think Ros maybe says, who was dirty girl but, but not who, say. oh hello you bad boy yeah <laughs> um so well play kid well play shall we hop into the mailbag let's do it yeah Roz, who's our next caller uh, Queen Shortcoming puts, I love how Key's always trying to give Will at least a fraction of a point in Trivia Corner, and he never lets him, lol. Cheese Belt is a riff on Rust Belt and Bible Belt, the US, of course. Um, not an actual place, which makes it funnier, I think. I looked it up, and Wikipedia has a list of belt regions, which are mostly obscure and unused, but entertaining to look at. Shockingly, no Cheese Belt in there, but there is a Jello Belt. Um <laughs> Belt. I feel like Sun Belt is used a lot as well. Um, I feel like for Florida... Um, yeah, like, that's the sunshine state. Then maybe sun, it's used, state, yeah. maybe it's used in California as well. I know they're kind of along the same, you know, latitude, um, the same parallel. Uh, Daphne says that line about his shirt clinging to his back. But in the next shot, we see Joe's back, and his shirt is clearly not clinging at all. Maybe it is visible when he takes off his jacket. When Bruce says, "I'm the only guy who makes her happy," everybody knows that with this sneer at their ignorance. Who is everybody? Mimsy's friends, the Electrician's Guild. Why would relatives of other clients know the name of Mimsy's repairman? Um, everybody knows Bruce. Everybody <laughs> knows Bruce, man. Grabs his crotch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you, Queen Shortcoming. Uh, next, we've got B-Don 1997. Um, hey, guys. Somehow only just discovered the pod, but I'm loving it. Nearly at the end of season one, but trying to catch up over the next month so I can start listening week to week. 
Oh, very nice. Cam Winston puts, I must admit the last episode of Kisses you recorded has to be the best yet. 80% laughter, 20% discussion, 100% perfection. Well done, boys. You just raised the bar of your own standards. I can actually feel the tears of laughter coming from Will through the speakers. I think that's when I was mentioning if you use the downstairs loot, you're going to write off the downstairs. That was the point I was crying my eyes out. Uh, nosebleeds, I used to get them quite a bit when I was younger, but not so much now. Best one I had was forced, however, when I smacked my nose against the post in football as a goalkeeper diving away I saved the goal, but blooded my face. Good times, fun memories. It wasn't funny. Well, it was a little bit funny. Kate Costas, just can't get into her character. Sorry. Yes, she was written in to be the strict no-nonsense boss, but as a love interest of Frasier, get out! <laughs> I think she would have been a better suited better suited to Bulldog, rough, to be honest. However, I don't mind the Bad Boy episode as it is pretty damn funny. Uh, peace, and as always, up the villa. Interesting then that Cam um, doesn't mind this episode. Like, mm, but but yeah. does mind Kate? So obviously this yeah. is. Well, I think this is probably maybe no. I think she's the boss. Is my favorite episode the one where she's introduced? But maybe this is the second best Kate one. Um, I think I prefer this episode to Leaping Lizards. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, no, feel like I, I, I feel like I feel like we talked about Leaping Lizards with more warmth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd probably this is probably the weakest Kate episode so far for me. I'd say. I'm, I'll be interesting to know. This is a really controversial opinion that we have that people are like, no, no, this is it's a strong one for Kate. This I'd be really interested. Oh, I have know. a feeling this episode is going to be relatively liked. I think because it's quite, I don't know, it's quite pushing the envelope for Fraser. You know, listening to have sex on air, it's pretty risky. Eh? But I don't know. Uh, next up, we've got Swan Peeper, um, who says, uh, "Looking forward to hearing it. Great podcast. If only cafes were open here." I would go to my own cafe and listen to it with my own cuppa and feel like I'm in Cafe Nervosa. I should I should say as well, but I've, I've stopped putting in the background Cafe Nervosa audio for like the last 10 episodes or so, just because it's like a bit of a pain when editing. I would genuinely want to know from listeners, have you noticed it's gone and do you prefer it without or with? Because um, I know a lot of people liked it, some people didn't. Let me know because if you want me to put it back, I can definitely do that um, because I kind of liked the ambience. But yeah, it's, it's a bit finicky so I, I kind of left it out and let us know sydney ass basket put dearest dr carol and key i would love to take that i'm not a not a doctor yet sydney ass basket um got a whole year to go yet um few points for kisses sweeter than wine at first he mentioned why fraser is blindfolded for the wine tasting i can only presume it's because he wants to heighten his sense of smell that makes sense kind of yeah. covering up a sense um it also mentions the hat trick from hockey. I know uh, Sydney Aspasic is a big ice hockey fan. Um, I know I outed his identity last week, but I'm going to gonna preserve it in this one. Also, bottle episodes, he's very much with Yuki, um, which I, which is why I said semi-bottle episode. <laughs> um, like, my coffee with Niles counts because, you know, Novosa is one set. I completely get that. Dinner party is a better example because it's only in the apartment. It's a very good example. I was just trying to do a bit of genre bending. Oh, you get, Getting a bit of discourse. There is no such thing as a semi-bottle. Go into a shop and ask for a semi-bottle of Coke only, and see what they say. There's only a bottle episode because we have a allowed that to be what it's called so that linguistics mate is just what people agree on what to use it sounds like there shakespeare be... writing a play i can throw in my own words there could be anything you want as long as enough people are in consensus with it um anything can be anything mate nothing has any meaning in this, this is world. literally how a revolution starts <laughs> Listen, it can be anything we want it to be if enough people say so it's like plato's allegory of the cave over here i'm like i'm losing my mind um 
so yeah, there's some good discussion of bottle episodes here. They're, they're obviously they're done to save budget, no extras, no one outside the main cast leaves more money for more expensive episodes later in the season. The irony being that I think they're the best episodes. Uh, onto a bit of trivia for, uh, for Bad Boy and Dirty Girl, the character Deirdre Savage shares the name of a romance novelist character in one of Joe Keenan's early novels, Blue Heaven. I've looked for the novel but can't find a hard copy. It's available online as a PDF from a couple of websites, and obviously Keenan co-wrote bad boy and dirty girl um that surprises me that he co-wrote this episode his stamp is always on episodes of extremely high quality and um, farce and and this isn't really comedy really. and this is not it's not in his usual wheelhouse yeah to be honest yeah it's not it's not his usual standard so uh, maybe oh, i think we've co-wrote it's maybe it's always a bit different how much did you write yeah and how much was were this you all his idea chipping or... in and things like that it'd be interesting to hear but um. Yeah, doesn't really change my view of the episode. Mm, so, um, next up we have Reclia, who says that in the eyes of nosebleeds, haven't had one since two thousand and two, but did have a major one in two thousand and two, repeated several times throughout the year and the year before. Jeez. Um. So, nosebleeds. Yeah. It, I. Um. At least it's not just us. Well, there's people out there having nosebleeds, and we're all one in the community together. That's nice to know. Haven't had one since 2002. Is insane to that's, me as someone who probably has five a year. Yeah. Um. You know, I have got a, a, an above average size nose. Perhaps that's why. <laughs> you know, there's more blood vessels in here. Uh, <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, in respect of uh, the adventures of Bad Boy and Dirty Girl, a nice second parter. Not much to say for this one. Then a scene in the lift I felt went on too long. Mm. Uh, there was a predictable outcome which sullied it also. Uh, Daphne going off in her own little world again, i.e. her imaginary argument never gets old. She's just so bonkers. I love it. There we go. Thank oh. you, Rachelia. Um, Argle Gargle Google Goop says, Hey, Will and Key, thanks for yet another enjoyable app. Uh, they loved our, res- um, our reference to hyacinth bouquet and keeping up appearances um clearly another fan of that show as that they said can you imagine fraser answering the phone with the crane residence the master of the house speaking although that sounds farcical i also can really I imagine can him doing that definitely see it yeah. this should so up in an episode where he does something like that um they have a quibble with this episode in the inconsistencies with the wine club are we assuming this is a different wine club from maris's wine club the one where matthew pym tried to stage a coup earlier on in the show but in this episode we have the matrix de Shea, which is later changed to the Corkmaster. Um, so this definitely seems to be a different wine club. You know, how many are going on here? How many are they a part of? Um, so very interesting point. Um, interesting too that the mayor made an unseen appearance here. And then later on in the 100th episode, the real mayor appeared in person. Would have been nice if the mayor then could have made reference to visiting Fraser's apartment, but that would probably be too obscure of a callback. Where does the mayor make an unseen appearance in this episode? Um, is that not the one where he's coming for? He's, he's going. He's coming around as part of the wine tasting, isn't he? Oh, you, right. I see. You yeah. don't see him. He, he kisses um, sweeter than wine. Yeah, he's going to be one yeah. of the guests. Yeah, and very. He's important. the person I think Fraser actually opens the door to when he's saying, "Oh, welcome to my." Very good point. Yes. Um, I agree with you that Daphne was certainly in contention this week. That my favourite memory of hers up to this point is her emphatic eel killing. Um, that is absolutely incredible. It's it still lives on it's... in our in our memories. Um, so good. Uh, next up, we've got Mischief Knight who says uh, for the trivia bits for Bad Boy and Dirty Girl, another mention of Chili Dog shortly after meeting Bruce. Bruce. Um, and after, after, honestly, I I listened to the ELO song, you know, the one like uh, Bruce, Don't Get Me Down. For, oh, man. Don't Bring Me solid, Down. Such a, a good solid, song. 
three times after last week's episode. So Bruce. good. I love Ayala. Oh, me too, man. Um, next, uh, yeah, Frazier seems to have the same fear of hurting the feelings of women he sleeps with in a way that is more passionate than romance. BB, Kate, and I'm not sure if I should say the slight spoiler. I'm not sure if anyone. Oh, you should say. Should, okay, and Ross, etc. Ross, of course. Um, and then yeah, I think it's just trivia after that, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, good stuff. I should also just a complete tangent here. I realise I have a big habit when I'm kind of listening. I, I jiggle my right leg, and I think it kind of jiggles the, the the wire of the mic and makes a slightly annoying little rhythm in the background. So if anyone hears that when listening and wondering what the hell it is, it's me doing that, and I'm trying to to not do it and mitigate it in the edit. But I realised I was just doing it during trivia corner, so. This, this might be absolutely unintelligible to listen to. I don't, I don't know how bad it will be. Um, so, and finally, from N. Manuel Seller. Uh, I'm not quite sure if I'm butchering that. But hey, guys, long-time member of the, of the sub and perpetual Fraser Rewatcher. I've known of the podcast for some time, but given that podcasts have never been my thing, I admittedly didn't, want, didn't think I'd enjoy it. But I love how wrong I was. I've just started your season two recaps, and both of you are beyond fantastic. The interplay and warmth you have towards each other is top-notch, and I do feel like I'm sitting in the room with you. But most important of all, because Fraser ended so long ago, and so many of us here didn't watch didn't watch as episodes originally aired waiting for your reviews each week can act as a surrogate viewing experience in which we all get to experience something comfortable and familiar being made new again through your eyes thank you for taking on this endeavor through which the whole fraser community can have something else that brings us closer together constantly listening always enjoying and manuel what a bloody That's a lovely, lovely message yeah that thank you so much absolutely fantastic thank you so much um that really makes our day um and thank you everyone who wrote in for listener yeah, mail this week of course there's someone out there who we'd like to say a real special message for and this is joe smith's mom joe, joe- smith's mom <laughs> christine kelly we have been trying to do a shout out for you for a while now and my awful memory has meant that i have kept forgetting but i said to joe this week would be the week uh, amazingly i had forgotten again and <laughs> key has just saved the day um but yeah christine kelly we hear you're a huge fraser fan we hear you enjoy the podcast as well um just yeah thank you so much and thank you joe for for getting in touch and for listening uh we hope you you're enjoying the show um and yeah great great to hear from you um next week we'll be looking at season three episode eight the last time i saw maris um i I like this episode a lot i can't remember too much about it um but i i know that i like it so I'm struggling um, to remember too much about it off the top of my head. I think she, head. Does, does she yeah. like flee to Europe and like they're, they're like looking at a credit card usages and things like that. Yeah, d- um, does he worry that she's run off with someone else or something I, like I, that? Or something along those lines. Um, she um, does kind of do a runner, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I like this. It's Nile centric. It's 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 good vibes. So looking forward to that. Um, but yeah. other than that, I've been Will. I've been Dirty Girl. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. I'll mix it up. (laughs) Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. (laughs) But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.